0: If you've got the time, you should take a listen. at me for this sometimes you're crazy you wonder why i'm such a baby because the falcons make me cry but there's nothing i can do i only want to be with you andrew on the podcast oh that was a long one. That was good. That was like half of the song. <laughs> I'm going to leave in the don't look at me part. People are going to have clicked on this and be like, oh, no, I accidentally must have clicked on a song. Yeah, I, that was definitely Hootie and the Blowfish. If you didn't know, if you didn't hear the intro song, you thought that was Hootie. Yeah. You'd just be like, oh, sorry, I must have my... The voice doppelganger. Some people say, hey, are you Darius Rucker at karaoke? And then they see my complexion they're like, you're not. Yeah, you don't look like him. No. I sang that song, Andrew Stanley. Yes. Uh, because it's just us. It's just us. I only want to be with you. Uh, Thank you for touching my arm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we realized right before we started recording, right now it's light outside, but it's about almost 8 o'clock, and the lights weren't on in the room, and Aaron goes, hey, maybe turn on the lights, because it's about to be pitch black outside, (laughs) and we're going to be halfway through this podcast in the dark. Very intimate. I'm glad at least we have lighting. We have lighting. Um, All right, so it's just us. No guests. We don't need anybody. I don't even want a guest today. Uh, Nope. I only want to be with you. Yep. This is just a sweet little moment that everyone gets to listen in on. No offense to our guests, but I've been getting a lot of feedback that people like the ones with just us. I hear that too. Yeah. So continue to tell us that. It makes us feel good. Is there any reason people would lie about that? Uh, No. I don't think so. I think they would just say, y'all get great guests, but instead they say, we like it when it's just you. Say enough of the guests. Trip was super sad. I want to hear you guys. You guys are in a better <laughs> spot. We're so happy. We have happy things going on. Did you have any happy stuff going on this week? Or should we do our ad first? Um, well, I also want to say what we're going to be talking about. Oh, yeah. Let's bit. tell them. Because they saw the title. Um, we Oprah, you know, Oprah paves the way. And we just... W-W-O-D. We've modeled a lot of ourselves and this podcast after her. I cherish her Oprah's favorite things list. Yeah, I'm I not have- kidding. Every year, that's usually what I buy my parents for Christmas is based on her list. <laughs> Do you, do you, how involved do you think she is in picking the list? Some of at it at this point. Some of it, I'm like, that's so Oprah. Yeah, but a lot sure. of it, you're like, nah, they paid for it's placement sponsor. here. Yeah. Every once in a while, it's like, oh, there's a new robe or a foot massager. It's stuff for older people to make the end of their lives more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that's the theme for most of her favorite things. Is that is that a reflection of her or a reflection of her audience or both? Both. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely on the younger side, I guess. Yeah, I've never... I've. Do you wear a robe ever? Not uh, just in hotels. Yeah, I bear, rarely even do in the hotel if they have a nice one because I'm wearing it and I'm just like, what am I, am I supposed to be laying down? I'm supposed to be walking around. When are you, what are you supposed to do in a robe? Well, usually with a towel, you have to actively dry yourself yeah. like a dog. Yeah. Oh, so you just put on the robe when you're soaking wet and let it dry you. Yeah, then I just lay down. Oh, let gravity do its work. Yeah, just passively dry myself. Oh, I think I've been doing it wrong then because I will clean, will take a shower. I was going to say clean myself, Uh, (laughs) which is what I do, but I take a shower and then I dry off with the traditional towel and then I put the robe on and I'm like, what does this do? It feels great though, right? For a few minutes. But then you're like, why don't I have real clothes on? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If I've got time to kill, I'm down for a robe moment. Yeah, okay. You know. So yeah, I get that stuff. And it does feel good to disrobe you know, you just kind of fling it off. It's true. We don't need to talk about all that. I mean, it just kind of Let's save that conversation for when we have a guest and it's not just you and me in this locked all right. bedroom. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Um, yeah. So my parents' house is full of weird little foot massagers and robes and heated blankets and things. Yeah. Shouts out to Oprah. So we wanted to do an episode about some of our our current favorite things. Yeah. I think we we drop those, you know, we talk about Different movies or, or things we're into on the podcast naturally, but I wanted to like pick five or six to be like, hey, I love this right now and I want to talk about it and I think you would enjoy it too, listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in just a few minutes, you'll be hearing about some of our favorite stuff. Yep. Steve. Maybe we should call it favorite stuff just to avoid any sort of lawsuit with Miss Winfrey. Yeah. We can't go toe to toe with the O. Yeah, we certainly can't. No chance. She's undefeated. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's do our ad, shall we? Yeah. Okay, before we get to uh, the favorite things, let's talk about uh, my least favorite part of the show. If you're like me, your feet stink worse than a hippopotamus giving birth in a polluted river downwind from a music festival. It's been a huge problem in my life, and it has prevented me from doing many things, including that fun Superman thing with my nieces and nephews, Whenever I lift them up and put my feet on their chest, they scream, Uncle Stinky Feet, no, put us down. <laughs> I thought I would walk in shame for the rest of my life until I discovered Glade Gliders, a new odor-fighting shoe accessory by Glade. I gotta. <laughs> your face is right on my it, I'll phone. i move my face. Okay, I okay, can move your face. New odor-fighting shoe accessory by Glade. You know Glade for the their pungent sprays reading is so hard. You know Glade for their pungent sprays that help you cover up that embarrassing thing you did in the powder room at your great aunt's house and for their plug-ins that scare you to death every time they go off even though they've been in your house for years. Well, in the same vein, Glade Gliders attach right to your shoes and fire off a blast of your favorite scent every time they sense another person is near. They are very visible, noticeable, loud, and not subtle at all. So, it'll be very embarrassing, but at least everyone will know you're working on it. I hadn't heard of Glagliders until I got a mysterious package delivered. It was from a stranger that I sat next to on a flight the week before. So nice. No matter how many showers I take, my ankles smell like lavender. I'm starting to worry it may be permanent. I don't think this stuff is supposed to be sprayed directly on your skin upwards of 40 times a day, but hey, my favorite coffee shop is allowing me to work from there again. Order your, order your Glade Gliders now for a fresher life. Thank you to Glade Gliders. That was very... They really made you say a lot of personal stuff. They really did. But you know, if if someone's going to go out on a limb and sponsor this relatively unproven podcast, Yeah. I'm going to talk about them from my heart. Yeah. Well, that was a very personal story. Thanks for sharing it. Do you have stinky Pete's? Um, I don't think I regularly do, but there have been moments where... I think I used to wear Chacos a lot in college. Yeah. I remember one time we had a date night thing at a Braves game and I was wearing my Chacos and they smelled terrible to where everyone was like, who is that? Really? Yeah. It was like the top. And like, I had to kind of just go sip by myself for most of the game. I don't know what happened. I think maybe we'd gone on some other trip and then they'd been like sitting in a mm. plastic bag for a week. It's a little mildewy. Yeah. And then I just put them on. And didn't realize how badly they smelled until we were at the game and everybody in our section was like, I think you're gonna have to leave. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Gross. Especially if you're sitting behind someone, like and your feet are elevated, you're kinda your feet are kinda on their shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, your feet are so close to their face. It's so if they're close. sitting on the road below you, and we were in the steep seats. And if you have the audacity to cross your legs, you know, have your ankle on one of your knees. Oh yeah bad someone might have fainted yeah you probably did that um but yeah the date that i took to that i remember she was just like trying to laugh about it to make me feel better mm-hmm. and it just was it, i'll remember it forever so you're telling me that didn't work out yeah if you can hardly believe it that's <laughs> not who i'm engaged to wow um so yeah but normally my feet are i feel like are not that bad great are, let's move on are yours for real uh, or just for that it was uh no i speak for my heart that's going you stand by I have horrific foot odor in that I spoke directly from my heart and not from my iPhone for that ad. Wow. Of course. That's so brave. How was your week? Good week. I Since we last talked, I've pretty much been in California the whole time for Thrive Conference in Sacramento. That was very fun. I did a bunch of stand-up. And they, I kind of told them, I always tell people this when they hire me, I'm like, I'm kind of, whatever you need me to do during the day, like I'll do my show if you need me to do some other stuff. If I'm there, you just tell me. And they took full advantage of that. They had me doing all kinds of stuff. I was on stage, I had to do a hot sauce challenge. Oh no. That was directly stolen from Hot Ones, yeah. where they just interviewed me and made me do hotter and hotter wings. Are you good with spicy? Um, I don't think it matters when you're doing those. I, I normally am like, I like spicy stuff. Yeah. And so the first one was like Tabasco. And I was like, I eat this all the time. This is easy. And the second one, I know the first one was like Taco Bell. It was like a joke. And then Tabasco. I was like, this is easy. And then they gave me Da Bomb, which is like... That was the widest thing I've ever lot, heard A lot seen. of <laughs> A lot of Scovels on the Scoville rating. What was it called again? Uh, da, da Bomb. Wow, oh, just translucent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I believe I'm saying that correctly. And I had a bunch of it and I started crying. And then there's asking me questions I don't even remember. And then I had to do two more hotter ones. Oh my gosh. And I just had a giant glass of almond milk or uh, oat milk afterwards. This is on stage in front of how many people? Uh, About a thousand. All right. So it went fine. But I'm like, I'm going to start not saying yes to everything. What was the last one? The last round? Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like from hot ones. You can buy the hot sauce from hot ones. Oh, that's what of so course did. they brand it, and so they had the the last two were from that. So it's the same one that Scarlett Johansson ate. Not to brag. Wow. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, so that was wild. And then they had me do. It. They wanted me to do a a crowd surfing race, where you get in a raft and then crowd surf to the back of the room and back. Mm-hmm. And I saw a video of that. Yeah, and so. I felt I had said that I would do it, and then I got there, and I and saw... And by do it, that means get in the raft? Yeah, be the person in the raft. Nope. And I had said I would do it, and then I saw the raft, and I saw all the people, and I said, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, I'm getting married in a few months. I'm not going to be... You break your arm neck for that? Brace. Why? brace. Why did that throw you off? Was it the size of the dinghy it to was, the amount of people ratio? Yeah, the, the amount of people, and there's like a big gap in the room where I'm like, who's going to carry me over that gap? Yeah. Um. And then it was like a big room where it's flat and then it goes up at the end like stadium seats. And so they were going to make you go up and then back down. And if you saw my Instagram story, the two college girls ended up doing it. It was the whole time I was just like, I made the right decision. Yeah, they didn't fall out, did they? They were close. No, they didn't fall out. But part of the game too was they had to see who could do it the fastest and then who could collect the most things in their raft from the people in the crowd. So people were just throwing stuff in the raft. One lady threw her her whole purse, her Louis Vuitton purse in the raft. And then one person threw her compassion child huh? because they had all bought compassion kids. The pamphlet. The pamphlets. <laughs> yeah. And so there was like a pamphlet of little Edward. And I was like, whose is this? Somebody want to come get Edward? And no one ever came to get him. It was like they just gave him back. The child got reorphaned. Yeah. And then I had my comedy show that night and I looked on the stage and the, he was still on the stage where no one had come to claim him. So he got adopted for like ten minutes and then somebody just threw him in a raft. That is so sad. I know. I almost adopted him, but then I was like, I don't know. You can't I'll, take on that right I'll, now. I'll roll too. A wife and a kid immediately? No. <laughs> yeah, I can't be doing both those things. Not in that order. Um if anyone doesn't know Compassion International, you could sponsor a child until they're eighteen and then I guess and they're they, on their they own. have another organization that picks them up from there, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um so shout out to Edward. Uh and uh, yeah, it was a very fun time in California. So, wow. Happy to be back. Very spicy for your normal show. Yeah, I think I did stand up three times at the same conference in front of the same audience, which is challenge- is actually pretty challenging to figure out how to be like, all right, I'm back. Yeah. Man, usually a stand up show, you just know what you're in for. But you had stunts. You had bu- yeah. bubble guts from hot sauce. Yep. You had botched uh, adoptions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that. It was a real, real, uh, it was really fun. It was a really good group of people. Good and for you. Your career's going friends. great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have my agent say no rafting, no <laughs> hot sauce, no, no next. kids to go in my refrigerator. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that hopefully I won't run into that again. Cool. How was your week? Pretty good. Uh, a couple of fun things. Went to a Deftones concert with my friend Keegan. Yeah. I don't know what Deftones is. You know? So when I heard that, I was like, oh, I think I remember them. It's a ska band from the 90s. I was thinking of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, which is very fun, like horns, you know, skater music. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Nope, Deftones are a very hard rock band, a lot of screaming. <laughs> uh, it was so wait, Ch- the whole time until you got in the room, you thought it was someone else? No, I did a little bit of research. So I knew before. Okay. Uh, It'd be Keith, funny if you walked in and was like, this is an interesting crowd for whatever. <laughs> for striking. sure. It was very, uh, you know, January 6th wasn't. A big deal, energy, a lot oh. of like you will not replace us vibes from the crowd, oh uh, okay, yeah, you know, it, yeah. a lot of guys that looked like me, but bad, <laughs> a lot of tattoos that with like eagle, you know, a lot of a lot of bald boys, yeah, 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 um, which I like looking like a biker, but yeah, then they find out I'm a sweetie pie, and that's a fun little twist, you know, yeah, but if you're just walking down the street late at night, people might say oh we'll wait for the next guy exactly yeah yeah that's who i want to be yeah you do that next guy's in big trouble though Mm -hmm. uh keegan got free tickets so we neither of us knew so last second you're like yeah i'll go oh it's this okay i'll still go and then you're just there i mean is they were they're really talented and they're legends apparently they do what they're trying to do do you do you like screaming in music what's what's your i've never really cared for it how how hard do you go uh skillet nope I'm out on those guys. No thanks. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Are they still going? Scale they're it? they're still going. Okay. I mean, they're pretty. They've gotten a political. Oh really? Oh yeah. See, I don't pay that close attention. Yeah, yeah. But I the, do. The dude's doing love every music show from the '90s. Um, so you can't really do a scream. All right. I can't really do a scream. I mean, thrice I probably listened to a little okay. bit. Thrice is great. Uh, still great. But yeah, I've never been like, I uh, wonder what the new scream music is. I get that. My Chemical Romance was my gateway drug to some harder music, for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember like ninth grade hearing three cheers for sweet revenge. Okay. And I was like, I really dig this, and I'm kind of scared. I don't like what I'm becoming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Deftones didn't really, really freak me out, but there was a lot of screaming too much for me. But check mm. them out if you're into that, you freaks. Yeah, check them out. Are you, uh, did you have good seats? Yeah, they were did solid. You, did you get sweated on? No, it was outside. It felt great. It was a little chilly. Oh, that's I had good. Had a great time. Outside and, makes it feel safer. Definitely. And the mosh, there's just we were in seats, so yeah. the moshing was way up there. How, how, it, how on the scale of one to ten, how much moshing was going on? Like, what is that? Four, exactly four, five. That is some some toxic aggression, in my opinion. What? I I never think I don't think I've ever seen it live. You've never seen it? You, one of my worst feelings. It's just people shoving each other. A little bit going around, just they obviously get no physical contact from anyone else in their life. Yeah, and so they got a shoulder charge, a stranger. You know, it yeah. one of the worst feelings that I've ever felt in my life is being at a concert in a crowd and you feel the mosh pit opening near you. Ooh, so yeah. what is that? Okay, I'm, I'm truly I don't know even what to picture. Okay, so honestly, I think for you probably a dance circle is worse. You've been at a wedding where it opens up and you're on the edge. Yeah. And hate, you're like, Yeah, I hate that. Oh no. It looks like I should be the next one up, right? Yes. Yeah, like I feel like everyone has decided that I'm next for some reason. Exactly. So yeah. imagine it, it's that feeling. Yeah. Except everyone wants to put their elbow through your eye. And it's just fine. It's just fine. Yeah, people walk out of there with bloody noses and they're just like, Well, I guess I knew what I was signing up for. It is sad, disgusting behavior. <laughs> yeah. Is it mostly guys? Mostly guys, for sure. Yeah. Most of the guys in long shorts, board shorts, yep. you know, vans. <laughs> long shorts is all you had to say. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's a move that people do where they swing their arms like windmills and do it. I mean... Just wanting to hit anything. They all just go to physical therapy the rest of the week? They need to go to therapy therapy. Just any Forever. type of therapy. It's not healthy, dudes. Yeah, don't mosh. Don't mosh. What's okay. the average age of a mosh? Sorry, I'm just fast. It, it depends on the band. This is definitely older moshers. Yeah. There's more injuries a more per strained. capita, yeah. I think, on this show. <laughs> yeah. But the other big development I'm excited to announce, yeah, and it's going to be a theme for a lot of episodes. Yeah, and if you've listened to all of our episodes, this will be very familiar. Yep. Uh, if you remember the episode with BT Harmon, we talked all about the Camino de Santiago mm-hmm. in um, in Spain. I'm going to walk it with him in July. So that's cool. Amazing. Doing a couple weeks, walking like 12 to 15 miles a day. I'm um, seeing a lot of Spain. I'm so scared. It's going to be awesome. It's it, I mean, when we learned all about it. It sounds so fun. It's going to be great. Yesterday, I walked eight miles in the new running shoes. that i, I got to be an REI guy now. Yeah. Walk in there, pretend like I know what I want. Uh, and yeah, my knees and stuff definitely hurting a little bit. And that's about <laughs> half of what I'll be doing every day. Every single day. Yeah. So is i got to train. It just, is it just you guys? It is just us. Our friend Ashley might come. I cool. don't know. Um, but as of right now... He and I are the only ones booked, and he's he's that's a pro. Awesome. He's, he's and he's already done. Is it the same stretch that he's done? It's not. There's like seven or eight different routes, so we will be doing the northern way. I believe he did the French way. Okay, I don't know. That's what they're called. Nice. Um, yeah, he did it for about a month. Last and for year. anyone who doesn't know, what's the quick uh, description of? Yeah, yeah. Know. If you haven't heard that uh, that episode we did with BT, it started as a like, ancient Christian pilgrimage. It was a pilgrimage to. Uh, What is the big relic that they're headed to? The burial place of James. Yes. Yeah. So it all ends in um, Santiago, and there's this massive cathedral, and it all kinds of kind of filters there. So now it's just kind of everyone of all faiths and all kinds of people just going to kind of detach and experience... A different part of the world and whatnot. I've yeah. never done anything like it, so yeah, that's awesome. Nervous, uh, definitely addicted to technology, so it'll be fun to kind of mm-hmm. disconnect like that. Yep, um, yeah, and you walk a ton every day, and then you know, you just eat, sit eat, in these tiny little towns and eat good food, drink and wine, and meet eat pizza, people. And, yeah, meet people from all over the and world, and it's a great excuse to buy some gear. That is true. That gear is that fun. Gear I, is fun. I very much fear that I'll never use again after this. Yeah, it'll be, you can resell it. My hope is that I will uh, fall in love with it and be able to go back a few times and bring people. Yeah. I don't know. So that's that's exciting. I will uh, keep the pod updated because this is more or less our therapy and diary. Aaron's uh, going to meet the, son, the brother of Jesus. Mm-hmm. James. That's it. Yeah. Going to meet him. Going to dig him up. Don't dig him up. And ask him some questions. Nope. Don't yeah. do that. So that's that's the big news in my world. That um, is amazing. That's gonna be fun. Uh it's I noticed this, the dates right after my bachelor party. Are you still gonna come to my bachelor? It is. Party? I'm flying out that Sunday night. All right. We did it. I know. I was we get back on that Sunday, right? Yeah. Or yeah. whenever you want to. So that's leave. my last hurrah before I die. Perfect. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a crazy July. I am. It's gonna be a lot. Um we're gonna have to figure out what to do with the podcast. Yeah, we'll have to back life. If anybody has any suggestions of what we should do. Oh, you could Oh, I'm scared to say you should replace me for a couple episodes because what if you Ooh, like them more? Host. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I could ever like them more, and plus I wouldn't know how to you don't operate even know how any to of the stuff. <laughs> so you don't know how to record the thing. So no. that's job security, baby. Yeah. I can I would need to find someone very much like you. No, we can definitely backlog. up. Okay, I'll do media. a TR. That'll be fun. Yeah, it'd be very fun. Yeah. You should have them on. We'll do it. Um oh other big news this week uh Atlanta comedians getting punched. Yeah, what is going on? There's this whole thing. Well, it started obviously with Will Smith punching Chris Rock, and then Dave Chappelle just got somebody charged the stage this week during his show, and then um, two nights ago in Atlanta, there's a house show going on. I was I was at, and I was in California, but I talked to everybody, and there's a house show going on, and it was packed. They probably had a hundred people in the in backyard his, in the guy's backyard, yeah, yeah. and. This neighbor lady comes in through the front door of the house and comes out to the back where the show's going on and starts yelling at everybody, going, this is so loud. My husband just died, and now I got to hear your jokes. And they're just like, ma'am, okay, sorry. Like It's like all these people back there just like, what is happening? And then uh, she finally kind of agrees to leave, and then so, whoever had the microphone made a joke about her, and she turned around and was so f- furious. What she, was the joke? She, I don't know. No one told me the joke. Okay. But just something addressing, like, what you have to do. you're the comedian on stage, you can't even be like, well, back to uh, the real estate thing I was talking like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what sucks is normally it's someone at the show. Yeah. who wanted to go to the show and then it's easy to be like you're an idiot for yeah. not liking this Why? you paid to be here. Right. No, this is somebody that lives in the neighborhood. But I think they cleared it with all their neighbors and like announced and told everybody but um but then she comes back over cuz they made fun of her and she takes the microphone and she's like I'm taking this home. So like I, defeating the show. Um and so comedians kind of like block the door and they're like no you have you can leave but you have to give us the microphone and then Brian King, our friend, like t- kind of took the microphone from her, and she slapped him in the face so hard, so it like knocked his hat off. It's on video. Yeah, it knocked his hat off, and the sound is like perfect slap sound. Yeah, was like a pure connection. Uh, so yeah, go look at Brian King's Instagram if you want to see. And the then video. they just they just forced her out then, right? Like no and one. And then they made her leave. And then Ian, our other friend, apparently was inside the door, and she came in and immediately, as soon as she saw him, she just punched him. him. She punched him. Yeah, it was not on camera, but he she punched him. And then she uh, fell down the stairs. Oh, that's good. Happy is and- leaving, and that's when they realized that she'd been drinking quite a bit. Yeah, also, yeah. Uh, but the video is hilarious because she's going. Let me out of this effing house. And everybody's just like, please leave. Like, I don't want anyone's husband to die. Yeah. But she hit, know, hit three she had, people. She was in a bad spot. She yeah. hit three people. Then she deserves to fall down some stairs. Well, Ian Ian was saying that she came in the house and she's like, I'm calling the police. All of you are going to jail. And he was like, you just assaulted three people. If you call the police, you're going to jail. <laughs> uh, and then, I don't know, she probably went home and never even remembered that any of that happened. But wow. follow uh, BK Bling Bling, Brian King on instagram to see the video it's yeah definitely wild. check out the video it's it's yeah. scary uh so yeah that's the thing happening i was like kind of everybody was like are you scared of getting punched now after the chris rock thing and i was just like no that's not even how could that possibly lead to me getting punched of but course. now it kind of seems like people are I getting don't know. punched no way that woman like saw the oscars and she was like all right i new, think new goal Or <laughs> the consensus among comedians is that she, it was a combination of three things in her subconscious. One, her husband just died. Yeah. Two, she drank a lot of wine. And three, she had watched the Oscars. And somehow those three things all together in her subconscious led to her. It's smack time, baby. Smacking a bunch of comedians. Yeah. I'm sure someone on stage was like, so that guy killed himself, right? Like, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that that's, those are the jokes. Like, lucky, hus- she's like, lucky nope, husband I'm getting okay. out of that marriage. So I'm coming back. I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah. She came back with a vengeance. Brutal. Moral of the story. Don't be slapping comics. Yeah. Or else they will push you down the stairs and say you fell. And if you're doing a show in your backyard, maybe just lock the front door before the show starts. Also good. Uh, There's a lot of lessons. So nobody can just come in. Technically, maybe she entered the premises illegally also. Trespassing. Yeah. Lock her up. She's lucky that that your dad didn't tire to some (laughs) poles and tell her he's going to chop their heads off. He would have. He would have done it. Oh, this is real, too. My mom's going to be listening to this because... She does. Uh, Mother's Day lunch happened today. Yeah. And out of nowhere, my father asked if I still had my gun. (laughs) (laughs) Because I said I've been like, you know, I told him about going, doing the Camino and like walking around Atlanta. I was like, you got to, you got to take a gun everywhere you walk. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not doing that. So he doesn't listen to the podcast. No way. Uh, For anyone just now tuning in, first episode, Aaron uh, lost the gun that his dad gave him. Hey-oh. Uh, many years ago. Yeah, when I went down to college in Orlando. So that gun is just floating around Orlando. Someone gets capped with it, and my dad's going to jail. <laughs> yeah, it's got his name on it. <laughs> so, yeah, all right. And Aaron wrote his name on the gun, like uh, how you would do with a baseball glove as a kid. Yeah. With his I, phone number. I scraped it in too. Yeah. So no one can mess it up. Right? You have scraped it in right on top of the serial number. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And yeah, of course, my dad asked me, and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You think I don't have my gun? What are you talking what about? What do you dude? think? What do you think? Dude, I lost my gun? I cleaned it last night. I, that gun stays greased up. I keep that thing on me, Dad. I've, already, I've killed like six dudes. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I worry about is running out of bullets. <laughs> All right. That was the second whitest thing i ever Because <laughs> I've been capping so many people. Oh. That gave yeah. me no no chills. Yeah. I. Pretty in tune with my inner violence. You know what's uh, not on my list of favorite things? Gun violence. No, you uh, talking like a rapper. All right, dude. Well, I'm I'm a <laughs> performer, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of get it. But Oof. all right, well, that was uh, 30 but, minutes of nonsense. Is it right. time to move on to our favorite things currently? Yeah, because this won't be nonsense at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've we thought about this idea for weeks. We've really curated this list. Yeah, we definitely didn't just make these lists right before we started recording. Yeah. But they are some of our real favorite things. They are. How right. many things do you have, by the way? Like six or seven? All right, cool. Same. Okay. That's great. You want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, one of my favorite things lately is a television show I've been re-watching that many people have not seen called The Larry Sanders Show. Oh. HBO. It's maybe the funniest show ever. It's Gary. It's Gary Shandling. And is it Jeffrey Tambor? Is that how you yeah, say his yeah. name? Um, it's him and Rip Torn. Rip Torn uh, from Men in Black. Everyone probably yep. knows him from. And tons of famous actors that appear. The premise of the show is that it's a late night talk show like Jay Leno or Letterman or um, Arsenio. And Gary Shanley is the talk show host. And then it's kind of like, it's like The Office, but this, instead of selling paper, they make a talk show. So every episode like has some of like... The show and it and they have real celebrities on and um everybody's crazy but uh jeffrey tambor's character in that hank is maybe the funniest television character i've ever seen really yeah he has catchphrases and he's super sensitive but also like really arrogant and it's just so good i've never seen it it's so funny was it hbo hbo okay so Do it's you have any max? kind of hbo stuff yeah you watch on hbo max all right and that, that's uh, a good fun one that's so not watching so funny yeah Cool. It's Jeffrey Tambor's canceled, right? I think maybe. Then it was he like yelling at people uh, on the on set? I don't know. Arrested B- Development? Bad, bad vibes happened. I don't know yeah. what it was. Well, uh yeah, just try to forget that. Mm. That's what I do when people get cancelled. I try to just forget it and still enjoy their art. Like when you see Weinstein's name pop up before movies, you're like Yeah, my third thing on my list is uh, a beloved fatherly comedian. No just kidding. <laughs> Uh, he's not a good guy. All right. um, All right, what's some of your favorite things? Uh, I want to start with a book. Nice. Because I'm smarter than you. You're smart. I have zero books. <laughs> uh, the, the Bible. We've talked about my love of cult content. Yes. I adore Almost it. Almost a suspicious amount of... Being obsessed with cults, right? Like, are you just intaking it, or are you researching for something? Feels like you might be researching. I mean, I could. I feel like I could run a pretty good one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I also know how. I mainly know what not to do. Yeah. So what? So what? If you were going to start a cult, what would be your big list of not to dos? Oof. Sorry, we can get to your recommendations. Yeah, we need to do the recommendation first. Okay. Uh, It's called Cultish by Amanda Montell. She is a linguist. She's fantastic. She has a podcast called "Sounds Like a Cult." Her and a comedian do, and it's very funny. They talk about a different topic each week. It'll be like Trader Joe's. Oh, they yeah. talk about the culty things that communities into. Love it. Uh, but cultish is all about how cultish groups, from Jonestown and Scientology to Soul Cycle and social media gurus, use language as the ultimate form of power. Ooh. So it's fascinating. It does sound like research. Yeah, it really does. What uh, all these people, you know, the heads of these cults have in common when it comes to controlling people. What they say, uh, thought stop, wait, thought terminating cliches is a big deal that I'm fascinated oh. by. So Can you give an example? Those, um, I, I wrote down a little bit from the book, I think. The simple idea behind thought terminating cliches, sometimes called semantic stop signs or thought stoppers, is that they're... A kind of language used to suppress dissent and in discussion. Mm. So it's language that tries to control, like the your gut feeling of like, hey, something's up here. Yeah, like this isn't great. Is this a cult? Uh, I mean, there's and they say that's just your inner tor- turmoil and your past trauma or something. Yeah, I mean, ones we've probably heard is, uh, have you prayed about it? Yeah, for real. <laughs> it is kind of a, it is kind of a thing that's just like, well, this gets me out of having to explain. Absolutely. Yeah, and it, it gaslights people into thinking, oh, maybe that's on me. Yeah, uh, I mean, ones we hear all the time, in, if they're used in the uh, the wrong way and yeah. kind of using them like weapons would be a thought-terminating cliche. But here we go again. So, you know, that's more like like spousal almost. Like if you have like another oh, fight, it's like right. not right. Here we go again. then someone's like, shoot, I do this a lot, don't I? It's it's my fault. Yeah, even if they're right, right. if you say that, it kind of just like you, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is what it is. Maybe take that offline. Boys will be boys is a massive one. Nice. Yeah. That's just what boys do. Yeah. Whatever creepy, awful thing happened, you know. Uh, so it's pretty fascinating. And even to things like CrossFit, where it's like the box One instead of a rep. gym. Everyone loves saying the box. That makes them feel like they're part of a community. Well, I don't even know that. They they called it the box. Yeah. Instead is, of a gym. And so that's like, it, like some they churches say, we I know. was at the box yesterday. Yeah. What time you gonna meet at the box? Uh, some churches like to say our house. Things Welcome like that. It's yep. a little culty. Yeah. It makes people feel that's the easiest thing for people to change about themselves. I think is like the language, right? You so know? it's the first easy first step. Yeah, I don't know. It's fascinating. Um, each each chapter kind of takes a new topic when it comes to Jonestown, or kind of more the lighter ones that we yeah. or people we know associate with. Weight Check watch, it out, Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers. They talk about that. They Do talk they? about all the weight loss stuff. Yeah. So that is cultish by Amanda Montel. Okay. I recommend it wholeheartedly. That is a good wreck. Yeah. Is there an audiobook version just there in case is. That's somebody doesn't want to read? <laughs> okay. I only do audiobooks. <laughs> oh, that's great. Because I have to walk a hundred miles a day now. <laughs> yeah, to train for the Camino. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's a great one. Uh my next recommendation is probably pretty specific to my interests, but I've been doing it a lot lately, where I go to cigar shops in random places where I am. Cool. And go alone. And I have had the best experiences meeting people. The people, the guys that own cigar lounges are the nicest pe- men. <laughs> yeah. They just are the chillest old dudes and they always have good stories and they'll leave you alone if you want to be left alone. So do you just like sit at a bar, talk to them, get a yeah, pick get one a cigar out, go via sit. talking to them and, and then yeah, sit and get a drink? I can sit and write or I can sit and watch a sports game, wow. as I call them. yeah, and uh, it's, And the people that are in there are all just like the chillest dudes. And it's uh, so much fun. It's like a coffee shop for nighttime. Interesting. And uh, yeah, I feel like I've met interesting people at all of them. Yeah, what's a recent one? Part of it is like my mom does not like that I smoke cigars. Like most moms don't. "Uh, Which makes it more fun. Because they're like, you might die. Yeah. But the guys in the cigar shops are the oldest men I've ever seen. (laughs) So it feels like they know something. Something's up. Yeah. There's that, never any young men in there. I and mean, that goes back to all the old people that 60 Minutes interviews and they're 112. Like, what's the secret? And they're like, a cigar and M&M's yeah, every only, morning. only three drinks a night. <laughs> yeah. One grape and a, yeah. and a 40 of malt liquor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I always check to make sure they have good reviews because the Cigar Lounge with bad reviews, there's reasons. Yeah. That's, uh, a, that's a cover for something darker. But, but lately, my hotels have been like super close to like cool ones. So cool. i been doing that. Very fun. That could, uh, you know, it's not the healthiest thing, but it could be a lot worse. if you don't already smoke cigars, I don't recommend going in there and being like, I'm here alone to try my first cigar, (laughs) uh, because they will probably not even sell you one. Yeah, a lot of touring stand-up comics uh, become alcoholics or sex addicts, so as of right now... Yeah, I'm going with the less destructive. For sure. Yeah, if you just destroy just your lungs, yeah, but not your whole life, you're good. Yeah, I don't need my lungs to talk. No. So great all right should be good yeah cigars are too expensive to get addicted to that's what i've told myself for a while that feels very dumb yeah <laughs> all right so that's one of my uh thought stopping things i say to yeah, myself about terminating cliches yeah it's like yeah i'll never be able to afford to have a problem with this right or i'm gonna die anyway yeah gonna gotta die some you know? some type some cause uh, we're gonna keep going down the yeah, stand-up comedy go. route. All right, and I think you can get behind this one too. Shane Gillis live in Austin. It's the funniest. It is the funniest special. Yep. it is a uh, pretty. Been out for a year and a half, probably longer. About a year. Yeah, a year. Yeah, I, I've watched it five or six times in the first year, it's showing it to people. Yeah, it's that funny. It's free on YouTube. You'll laugh out loud. I think most people will love it. It's pretty dirty. Yeah. Uh, very, very, very funny. Yeah. It's so funny. And he's great. He's so. great. Okay. You might remember him from getting fired from Saturday Night Live before he started working there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, hearing him on the uh, Tiger, what's the podcast? Tiger Belly Who's, podcast. Oh, uh, Bobby Lee's podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is an entirely Asian staff. You know, yeah. he got in trouble for saying some Asian slurs yeah. on a podcast. It's very interesting talking about it, where he was like, Yeah, those clips were from six months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Those came out, and I was like, yeah, I'm getting fired, for sure. (laughs) Um, And he walked in, and it was an entire Asian staff, and he's like, is this a trap? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. But it's very good. He's not a complete alt-right edgelord like that would make him seem like. He's a reasonable-seeming guy and extremely funny. Yep. Cool. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to say I recommend something that you recommended to me. Oh, I like that. Which is a movie called The Witch. Yeah. Uh, I've always been afraid of horror movies, and I still am. And you said this is a good one. And I wanted to see it because I want to go see, uh, what's the new Viking movie? The Northman. The Northman. And it's the same director. And so I was like, all right, I guess I'll watch The Witch. And I watched it with Anna, and she was on her phone the whole time not paying attention. So I felt like I was just watching the movie alone. Um, But it was really good. And it's one of those movies where you just think about it for days afterwards. Yeah. I feel like those are the good horror movies where I'm more like interested in the decisions that characters made than I am in like, how afraid I am in like, af- the days after. like it's- That's how um, Midsommar was for me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking... Li- my lingering thoughts weren't on how scary it was. It was about like what happened. That makes sense. And The Witch was like that. Yeah, it was more unsettling and psychologically tormented you. Yeah, but not just pure horror. I'm not in bed at night being like, "Oh, there might be a witch in the room." Right. There's, Even though there probably is, probably is. Witch. You you opened a portal. Yeah, by acknowledging <laughs> the movie. Um, I have the witch uh, screenplay in a hardcover book on my. I know. <laughs> under my TVs, I I love that movie. Um, I actually have the Northman on my list, so it's probably oh, you makes do. Sense to talk. Oh, about let's that. skip right to that one. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I really want to. It's fantastic it is very long um as all of his movies are no the witch is short the Witch right? is like an hour and a half okay great yeah the lighthouse is pretty long i don't, I don't think i'm gonna watch that one don't don't it's very good isn't a silent it. movie no it's not not at all is it another language no it's just in black and white He's in black and white okay for some reason i saw it was in black and white and i was like that must be a uh, subtitles only movie no it's willem defoe losing his mind it's great and robert pattinson and robert pattinson the best actor of our generation. He's the awesome. Batman. I'm going to say it. I finally watched The Batman. We like it. It's fine. It was fine. Yeah. Totally fine. Didn't hate it. Did not. Probably never watch it again. Yep. The Northman, uh, I mean, the cast Alexander Skarsgard, Anya Taylor Joy, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe. It's special. Yeah. Uh, it's Very brutal. It's not for everybody. It's a little weird. Robert mm-hmm. Eggers gets weird for sure. Yeah. Um, but his three movies The Witch, The Lighthouse, The Northman, it's the closest we're going to get to time travel. Like, they do everything right. Yeah, well, I listened to an interview. I listened to him on Mark Marin talking about how when they were researching for the witch, they literally figured out, like, what should be in the home based on, like, actual wills from people of that time period. And so they had, like, lists of people's actual possessions that would be in a home like that. Gosh. And, like, that's how they decided what... Even just, like, the backgrounds, like... Like, so much thought went into making sure, like, the period was reflected really accurately, which yeah. is cool. Gosh. And so, movies that are usually great and actually terrifying are typically based on what the writer grew up being scared of. Where he oh. was a New England kid, always hearing about witches and yeah. witch trials and all this stuff. Um, and so, he was fascinated by that folklore and always read a ton about it. And so, he was like, I got to make a movie about this because it's terrified me since I was a baby. Yeah. I don't know. Pretty interesting. So what would your horror movie be about? Oh, I mean, probably be some demon stuff. Demon stuff? That's stuff that be... kept me up at night growing up. <laughs> mine would be demons and crocodiles somehow together. Demon, demon crocodiles? crocodiles. Well, we talked about a Devil Cow. Yeah, that's right. Hell Cow. <laughs> Hell Cow, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine would be demon, demon Dial. Demon Dial. Yeah. Pretty good. Marvel, hit us up. Yeah. Uh, I T.M., not trademark idea, yeah, <laughs> good. It's a Nor- verbal, yeah, the Northman, Go see it. Uh, violent, great, epic. I don't know. It's just Vikings. A, it's just a badass movie. I yeah, know. love it. Um, speaking of badass, my next recommendation is the food olives. Oh, okay, I never thought I liked olives, and then a few months ago started eating them, and I love them. Would you just chug a martini, and forget it was in there. I just, I order a martini. I just eat the olive. Ew. No. Uh, <laughs> I love them. How did you, what were they on? Oh, I think they were being served at a thing and Anna was like, just try one. And I was Rich, like, okay. Someone is walking around serving olives. Well, I think it was at our premarital counseling <laughs> and the, our, our, uh, counselors, I guess. Just had a bowl of they olives. They have a grade of like little appetizers and one, one of them was like crackers and cheese and then there was some olives. Oh, wait, hmm. You got who does your premier? It's counseling? a really fancy situation. Pastors pastor or something. Recommend it. No, it's a family that got connected through Buckhead Church that are awesome. Gary and Vivian. Do you just go to a house Where do you do this? Yeah, we're already finished with it. We already, uh, okay, so there's completed. a kitchen. We're already, nearby. are we're already perfect. Oh, you're together good. You now. fixed everything. Yeah, we fixed everything. Good, good. Uh, we go to their house. Okay, okay. That makes yeah. more sense. I'm seeing like a therapist's office. Or no, like no, 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 no. They're just they're not like certified. They're just a happy, happily married couple that wants to help us become a happily married couple. That checks out. It's actually awesome. We had so much fun with them, and learned a lot. Is it was super helpful? I recommend premarital counseling for even if you're not going to get married. I can't, I can't stress how much I've never been married. Yeah, but it feels like if it was just super fun and not hard at all. No, it was. I mean, you just be honest about stuff. And, like, if you have a fight, you're like, this is what we fought about this week. And then it's super helpful tools for dealing with, like, conflict resolution and, like, figuring out how our families are different and how when we, like, live together and are married, like, things from our families might conflict with how we were raised. And it's, like, getting ahead of a bunch of stuff that I think that most couples run into. Yeah, like, they speak Spanish and y'all speak English. Yeah, I mostly just... They just worked on teaching me Spanish (laughs) was most of our counseling. Yeah, my my counselor was Duolingo. (laughs) Well, our our couple is... uh, uh, mixed marriage. That's probably not the right way to say it. Biracial. Cool. How do you say it? I'm sure. about to have it. Or interracially married. Interracially married. Yeah. She's Latin. She's from Mexico and he's a white boy like me. Oh, that's perfect. So it was perfect. I think that, I'm sure that really I think does that's help. why they paired us up, which yeah, felt yeah. a little bit on the nose. But it makes sense. Yeah. They're great. Um, so one of so your so favorite, yeah, favorite Benny things, and Olives. Olives and premarital counseling. Yeah, also premarital counseling. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and sign up. I think I'm so used to, I've I've stayed single through a lot of my friends getting married, and now a lot of them are divorced or are getting divorced. Yeah. So when I think about counseling as a couple, you're like you're I am envisioning like them tearing their souls out and like living in just heartbreak. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's no, what well, I see. It's, this is like to avoid that, hopefully, and it's to get other people like involved from the get-go. Yeah, and just it's, get ahead. It's of super, healthy. super healthy, super healthy. Yeah, yeah. I think that single people should still sign up for it because technically you are pre-married, so you should be able to qualify for Whoa. pre-marital counseling. Yeah, dude. So you could, i you <laughs> could go to meet with Gary and Vivian just by yourself. We're all pre-married, get unless some, you never get, get some olives, dude. I don't hate it. A lot of olives come with it. Man, my ex was Chilean. It would have worked. Ah, they would have been perfect. It could have been my interracial therapist. <laughs> they could have saved you. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, I'm going to talk about another podcast, but yeah. specifically an episode that kind of floored me this week. Okay. Um, smartless. Yeah. You listen to it, right? Yeah. Jason Bateman and Will Arnett and another guy, Sean Hayes, Sean Hayes. Yeah. From Will and Grace. They're three best friends. Very funny. Obviously, you know, at least two of them, probably three of them. Um, they get obviously the biggest guests in the world. They had yeah. uh, former presidents on Tom Hanks was just on. Um, but one person books the guess and the other two don't know about it or who yeah. it is. I love that, and it's always fun hearing them try to guess based on a couple <laughs> random facts. Imagine then just like Barack Obama walks through the door, you're just like, Ugh. yeah. I would have. I wanted to prepare for this. I couldn't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, it's so it's it's a great show. They have a great dynamic. Very funny. It Will Arnett is just so quick and the best and voice ever. Jason Bateman is one of my favorite voices. Really? Yeah, he's very soothing to me. Yeah, even though Ozark is bad dude, but yeah, I'm almost finished with that. Um, So the fact that they can get these A-listers, I've realized when it's not a name I know, there's probably a great reason they're on it. They're brilliant somehow. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's all these names that are fine. I just listened to Sandra Bullock, which is interesting. But then if there's a name that I don't know, I'm like, they know something about this person. This person has done something extraordinary. It's going to blow my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So one that my friend Jeff Schinderbarger, shout out Jeff, told me to listen to recently uh, was Michael Lewis. He wrote The Blind Side and Moneyball. Oh, like a cool. Prolific writer, but yeah. it's not a name you'd really recognize. Right. Um, great conversation about kind of getting those movies made, things like that. And then at the end, again, I, don't, I didn't know this guy. Um, Jason Bateman kind of teased it up, and you could tell this is what he kind of wanted to get to the whole time. You heard him talk about it somewhere else. But we're getting serious here. Michael Lewis's 19-year-old daughter and her boyfriend died in a head-on-a-car accident a year ago. Oh. And Jason Bateman was like, I've heard you talk about the grief process and love, you know, if you'd share with our audience, whatever you want to. And I was out on one of my painful walks yeah. and cried so hard. Ugh. It is some of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. Wow. It's, it's, it's absolutely worth a listen. It's right at the hour mark of that episode, if you just want to get that. If you just want to skip to the saddest yeah. part. Yeah. But the couple things he's talking about is, um, I mean, he told a story about, you know, no one knows what to say. In those moments, I don't know yeah. what to say. Like, there's, yeah. it's Mother's Day. There's a couple people and I that lost their mom that I'm almost texting them. I'm like, I don't even know what to say, and I just stop. Um, he, he's talking about his friend who just showed up with some groceries, and he's like, "Hey, I'm not leaving." He's like, "I'm gonna sit in my car, and I'm gonna sleep here." Yeah. He's like, "If you want to talk, cool." But I was just like, "I'm just not gonna leave." Yeah. And Michael Lewis is like, "That is something I never thought I'd ever want." Yeah. But it was like one of the better feelings in the whole process is just having someone there and like sitting with him in it. Yeah. And the way you talked about it, it just rocked me. Gosh. So it's one of my favorite things. Cool. <laughs> it's very, very sad. I mean, but not as good as olives. Poignant. But... Not as good as olives. <laughs> yeah, if Michael Lewis had a few olives, he'd be a lot happier. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Get over it so fast. I don't know. Premarital counseling, post-death counseling, you know. <laughs> yeah, that could be good. Yeah. Gary and Vivian could probably do that too. Yeah, so that is smartless. The Michael Lewis episode. Listen to it. All right. That's And a le- great le- one. let me know if you cry. Okay. Okay. Video yourself crying and send it to us. Please. Uh, and then leave a review. Um, all right, I'm gonna pick from my other ones I have. Uh these are all pretty dumb. Uh I this is something I just got, but I haven't really used yet. So I want to know what you know. Uh, is it a marriage thing? Nope. <laughs> it is not. Okay. Uh Anna and I were at the mall and we walked past the Warby Parker store mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, I've been meaning to get some blue light blocking glasses because I've been keeping it told that blue lights harmful and she works in her office all day looking at computers. So like, let's get some blue light glasses. And so we found some frames that look good on us and then they just got here today. So I'm excited to start blocking all the blue light out of my life. Good GTFO blue light. Blue light can, can eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is very good. You've gotten super into cigars, and you're worried about the blue light getting into your eyeballs. Yeah, cool. Yeah, dude, you got you got to pick your battles. <laughs> That's true. If I'm gonna undercompensate in one area, I got to overcompensate in another. Yeah, area. sacrifice an organ. Yeah, my lungs will be fine as long as I can see. Smart. Yeah, but do you? What do you know about blue light? Um, I have heard it's bad for your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. My, you know, I wear glasses a lot. I don't wear contacts. They, that kind of freaks me out. The yeah. process of putting them in, I don't know. Yeah, I can't believe anyone's ever done it. I did it for years. Did you like it? No. Every day I you got it. LASIK right? That, I did get LASIK, but that's actually my favorite thing in the world. That's the best <laughs> thing you can do. It removes when was it? How long? Minutes ago? of tasks from every day of your life. Yeah. Uh, I got it right after college, so probably 2000. Fifteen. So that is one of the things that I it makes me feel like an anti-vaxxer, which I'm not. I've had every possible shot. But <laughs> when did they start doing LASIK surgeries? Because <laughs> long-term effects of my eyeball kind of freak me out. Yeah, I don't know if anyone has had it long enough to really know what the long-term effects are. So that's why it just kind of freaks me out, like a laser messing up my eye. Ooh. Yeah, okay, well, the process, the surgery lasts like ten minutes. The, it, it's so See, fast. I don't like that. It's I don't so No, I don't want a coupon. But I don't my, want half off. I want to pay full price. I want it to be a couple hours. I want to go under. No, they don't put you under. You just stare into the laser? You just have to stare into the laser. So I'll tell you the whole process oh, if you want. Oh, gosh. Okay. So first of all, my doctor's South African guy, which mm-hmm. immediately made me feel more comfortable because he's got a cool voice. Yeah. Dr. Wolfson is his name. How does his voice sound? Uh, he says, South Africa. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Uh, and they do the surgery so fast that basically you schedule it for like this block of time, but it's you and like six or seven other people that are all, he's just going to stay in the room and you take turns going in and having your surgeries done. So you're sitting in a room and then every time one person goes in, you rotate seats. So then you're like on deck. And so like there's this whole waiting room, people just like rotating around waiting for their you're turn. You're telling me they do this like it's the meat counter at Publix? Like yeah. Your number's it's up. It's exactly and just- like that. And then, but the the funniest part to me was he's seeing so many people, and obviously he gets the little piece of paper that says like what needs to be fixed or what prescription you're supposed to laser their eyes with. I don't know how any of that works, but they've had problems in the past where the doctor will perform on the wrong eye. No, 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 no. Some people are just getting one eye done. Some people are getting both. Some just left. Some just right. So when you're in the waiting room, they put a sticker on your forehead that says L. R or B for left, right, or both. So that way when you get in there, the doctor knows what you need. Um, which is not very comforting to know that that's all that's keeping you from getting someone else's surgery done to you. That's terrifying. Yeah. What if it falls off? What if... Well, you you would notice if it fell off. Yeah, because going be like, hey, your stomach. And he would probably just be like, which eye? <laughs> And it says on the paper, it's just an extra layer of protection. But you go in there and they give you these eye drops that numb your whole eyes so you can't feel if like somebody touched your eye, you wouldn't feel it. Yeah. What if what if you get what happens if you get LASIK done on an eye that doesn't need it? Do you become Cyclops from X-Men? I don't know that he would have anything to fix. Does your eye them. become too powerful? What if you do it on a good eye? Well, I think that he's doing specific things to correct things that are wrong. So, if it was doing it on just a good eye, I think he would be like, this eye's perfect. I'm not touching it. All right. Or he might just do some stuff so he still gets paid. Right, right. But I remember I went out and then they took me to the resting area where I was supposed to kind of just like keep my eyes closed. And then I opened my eyes and they're like, how's your vision? And it's immediately good. It's not like a few days later, your vision will be good. Really? It's like, all right, close your eyes for 10 minutes. Okay, open them. Can you see perfectly? And you're just like, yep. And they're like, all right, it worked. And that's incredible. That's that's miraculous. It felt like magic. It felt like real magic. And uh, they do say that like after 20 years, you will need reading glasses for sure. Okay. But I'm like, probably was going to need that anyway. Yeah, man. I wear them now. Yeah. All the time. That's kind of everybody does that. So the only thing is when I drive at night, if it's raining and it's at night, then like stars water and the lights give me stars yeah i mean i get that right now but i feel like that i feel like i got that before i know so it's gotta be better it's one of the best things that's ever happened to me uh what do they go for nowadays ish i don't know what it is nowadays it's, yeah i Ten mean years, it's not it's not it's later. not cheap i mean is it two grand an eye let's see let me look it up i, what, I what really would have be no the, idea what would be the my phone's dead uh yeah, I was in a place of privilege where uh, it was provided for me by people in my family. Got it. So I didn't even see the bill. Yeah, well, they messed you up. They. But had I, could you. Have, I could have seen it, though. They had you and could made you it so made you a deformed little boy, Yeah. So they, they should pay to fix it. It was a nice gift. It was my graduation gift from college. That's nice. Pretty good. Yeah. Vision. The gift of vision. I'm going to say that it's five grand for two eyes. I think it probably is. Around there. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. But you save a lot of money in contacts that you're not buying anymore. And solution. True. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, uh, blue light glasses and or LASIK. Yeah, or both. Both. But now I'm like, when can I wear those glasses? Only when I'm looking at screens or right? if I'm like a poser. But if you get them from Warby, they're probably cool. So you they're cool. That's the thing. I'm like, sh- I shouldn't have got cool ones. But I did. Good. They're cool. They got clear frames. I'm going to be looking like real cool guy. So kind of piggybacking off of that. Uh-huh. Please. Uh, by all means. You know, I'm... I'm Turning into a walk boy, yeah. Uh, I got good shoes, trail shoes, which I've never gotten. Like boots, no. Um, Solomon Sense Ride Fours. I know Solomon. Yeah, there's like Hoka's and Solomon and all that. Uh, you know, two hundred dollars shoes. Yeah, never done that before, other than like leather boots. You right. know. Yeah. Um, and the couple issues I was worried about with my legs and pain mm-hmm. gone, and I'm walk. I walked seven, eight miles yesterday, and. All of the stuff I was worried about, which normally pops up in my like three mile walks, gone. Yeah. It's amazing. There's a reason shoes I almost never pick my shoes based on how good they're gonna be for like walking. Yeah. It's always like what looks cool. Yeah, and heels, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're just like, Yeah, these are the ones that are best for you, I'd imagine there's probably a pretty big difference. Huge difference. From the ones that are just made to look cool. Yeah, it's one of those things that obviously, but I'm dumb enough to be like, I don't need that. Do they look cool? yeah they're black and red oh. you there's like a the shoelace is like a wire that you just pull up and slide a thing down that feels good it's neat yeah. and i had to get a half size up because your feet swell so much in the camino oh really yeah oh that's interesting that's good that's when it's good to know someone before exactly. you start buying bt stuff. went last year half a size half a size wow yeah cool crazy so get uh get shoes get some good shoes people take care of your eyes Take care of your body. Take care of your eyes, take don't, care of your feet. Don't worry about sh- screw your... your lungs. Yeah. I mean, well don't you don't inhale cigars, so it doesn't even really make it to your lungs. Oh, it's sure. more about gonna get mouth cancer. Yeah. Rot your teeth. It's more about your teeth and your gums that are gonna suffer, but your lungs should be alright. Good. Yeah. All right, you got another one? Um yeah, let's see. Um one thing that I've been enjoying enjoying a lot lately are my sunlight detecting light bulbs. So here in our townhome community... Sorry, we made this list pretty last second. Uh, In our townhome community, we have a a light above our garages and a light at our front doors. And I would have the hardest time having them on at the right times and off at the right times. And they'd be on during the day, off at night. I'd go to town for four days. I'd have to be like, should I just leave them on the whole time? Should I leave them off the whole time? Um, But these light bulbs detect sunlight... And if the sunlight is hitting it, it turns off. And then if it's not hitting it, it turns on. So they turn off and on at the perfect time. Wow. And I feel safer and more energy efficient thanks to these special light bulbs. Very cool. So if you're in a similar situation to me, Google will use some light bulbs. I truly have nothing to add to that and I want to move on. All right. (laughs) I have another movie. That sounds better. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's get out of these very practical things you're buying, like, you know, blue light glasses and light bulbs. trying to improve my life, but yeah, go ahead. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh, a movie. A movie. I've heard it's great. It is special. It is a special movie. It's maybe the most imaginative and creative film I've ever seen. Okay. Um, And not just to be imaginative and creative. Like, some of it is definitely weird, and they went with the weirdest choice they could. But the emotional punch, dude. Really? I cried several times. You've been crying a lot. I'm a crier. That's cool. Honestly, starting to go to therapy a few years ago, it unlocked that in me. It unlocked your tear ducts so much more healthy. That sounds healthy. Really? I haven't been crying much most of my life. Should I? All right. Crying. (laughs) That's a good uh, favorite thing. I I love crying, dude. No tears. Oh, let it out. Let them out. Let them flow. There's no reason to hold them back. No. Feel things Yeah Sit in it Feel it And that's how you can process Drink it. lots of water So you can keep Keep them flowing Straight up uh Because yeah. you know The multiverse is this Idea that Marvel is just I know it makes it like ruined. A less cool of a thing Yeah and But it's, it is it's, a really cool concept But Marvel just took it To like the place Where it's like Alright Let's take a break from thinking yeah, about this. Yeah, like nothing matters, nothing, because they can just like, oh, reverse, go to another multiverse, and now that person's not dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything, everywhere, all at once takes the multiverse idea and drops it on the smallest scale story possible, which is an immigrant family from China running a laundromat. Cool. And like frayed relationships between mother and daughter primarily. Um, and it it wrecked me. The whole right. time I'm sitting there, mind blown at the visuals, but then... They earn the emotional payoffs, you know. That's awesome. It's great. All right, and that was nominated for Oscars, wasn't no, it? No, it came out like a month ago, so it missed oh. all the Oscar. Why did I? Maybe I just have been season. hearing that it's great. Yeah, it's a twenty-four. You know, always weird and good. It's got it. So, those, so those if those you're a still. young white man, it'll be one of your favorite movies. I've I look on their merch store like once a month, and I haven't bought anything yet, but it's hard. <laughs> what What kind of stuff do they have? You know, they like got hats. Yeah, they got hip hats, like tall socks. It's all hipster stuff boxy shirts yeah I will say pretty much all the A24 movies I've seen I like they're amazing yeah they're and if you don't like them they're still amazing yeah. like hereditary you know things that are maybe not in your yeah I house. did not like that movie but it was amazing you respect it it was that's like the lighthouse didn't like it but it's special it's great yeah um, so yeah go see that movie and also the other thing that made me so happy mm-hmm. was the actor can't remember his name I should have looked it up but again we put this list together like right now um, the actor played Data in The Goonies and also Short Round in Indiana Jones and in The Temple of Doom. Yep. He is the husband, and he's no way unbelievable in that movie. He's like a real adult. So it's a little story about him that I find fascinating. He took for anyone who doesn't know it's uh, his most famous line is Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. That's it. He took 25 to 30 years off of acting. He was like, There are no good roles for Asian actors here. Cool. And he was like, I'm gonna do something else. Yeah. Um. So I think he worked around movies, doing like some camera stuff. But he was like, "I'm done with acting." Yeah. And then he watched Crazy Rich Asians, and had so much FOMO. Yeah. That he called a guy the next day, and said, "I want to get back into the into the acting game." Like I yeah. saw this. This movie's incredible. These actors are amazing. There's some roles out here that I'd be interested in. Yeah. And the guy was like, "Sure, I'll be your agent." The first audition he got was everything, everywhere, all at once. Whoa! Yeah, so it was his was first the, movie. And back. He was the lead. Uh, it's Michelle Yeoh's movie, but he plays the husband, so okay. he's, he's supporting. But it's yeah, cool. It's unreal. That is please, awesome. Please I did not, not realize it. that it was him. That's so yeah. Cool. That is, like the Northman, like that was a cool spectacle. But this one, like, really touched my little heart. Yeah, it's special. Wow! Did you, and you cried? That's I, great. I cried. Yeah, love it. Um, do you have any more? I don't. I'm out. I had one more, but it doesn't feel like a grand finale type of one. Um, but it, for me, this is just a glimpse into my life. I like to, when I'm traveling, and if I finish a show and I need to have dinner, I like to order to-go from like a pretty nice restaurant and then eat a nice meal alone in my hotel room. And it's really great. They give you such nice containers from like a nice restaurant. Oh, that's what it's about. You get a cool container with the food in it, and they give you the good silverware. And you get to feel a little bit fancy, even though you're living a crazy, weird lifestyle. And you're telling me that you don't eat it in a robe? Hey, extra olives. Ew. In a robe. And put the robe on that you're wearing a napkin. You're right. That is a robe, perfect robe activity. Yeah. If you're going to get bolognese from Mm -hmm. wherever. Yeah. Super messy. Surf and turf. Yeah. Put on the robe and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you sauce yourself. It's like a giant napkin. It's a giant napkin. That is... Wow, I'm gonna try that and get back to you guys ASAP. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna be eating my uh, my salmon in my robe. Your napkin robe sounds like a brilliant idea. That would sponsor this podcast. I think podcast. That they might be a future sponsor. <laughs> they might Let's be. Let's reach out. Yeah, just made from it's a brawny robe. Brawny robe. <laughs> yeah, you got to be a lumberjack. And the and the endorsements can, or uh, celebrity can be brawny, LeBron James's son. True. How has that brand partnership not happened? Brawny and Brawny? Dang. Whoa. Dang. Wow. wow. I hope you guys listened to the whole that, podcast. That was a grand finale. It really was. Whoa. Wow. We stuck that landing. Simone Biles all over this thing. Tens across the board. Oh, that was fun. I had a good time. I don't know if anyone else did. <laughs> you know what people always say? Those, these are their favorites. So, And there's you know there's a couple things in there that I legit care about and think people would get a kick out of. Yeah. Or learn a lot from, like Cultish by Amanda Montell. Yeah, check that one out. And uh, definitely try olives if you haven't in a while. and uh, Or any food <laughs> you've given up on. Yeah. Give another chance. Yeah, cigars too. Yeah, get into cigars. Go talk to nothing cigar wrong, guys. Nothing wrong with them. Go meet the crazy old men that run these places. They always tell you about how the landlord wants to terminate their lease because the other tenants are complaining that there's a cigar shop right next to their JCPenney or something. Mm-hmm. And they they always have a good they're like, "Well, I've been here for 20 years, I'm not going anywhere." I like that. Yeah. It's fun. I like guys, right. I like guys that aren't going anywhere. Oh, <laughs> uh, what so we don't have email sign offs We've talked about them. Uh what yeah. was your AOL Instant Messenger name? Um gosh, I think well, okay, I was super lame. I just had the Apple one. Where so a lot of people had like AIM. Yeah. But mine was iChat. Oh, right. And so mine was just my email address. Ugh. So it was super lame. But some of my f- best friends had cool ones, like uh, my friend Chandler was AirsoftKing1992. Sick. So sick. So sick. Uh, I was fly 4 guy 889 That's good. Not bad. You are. And then I was PGALS89 for Ernie L's. <laughs> Loved him. My favorite golfer back in the day. You're a big Ernie Els fan? I was. The big easy. Is he still doing it? Uh he's he's old. He's on the senior tour, probably, but I I shared an elevator with him one time and told him that and he thought it was funny. He told did he know what AIM username is? I don't know, but he laughed. It, it might have sounded like email, but that's fine. Yeah. You told him that you, for your email address it's his name. That's that is very funny. Yeah, as I when I was eleven, I identified as PGA eighty nine at AOL.com or whatever. Amazing. One day, cool. one day people will be telling us stuff like that. I think so. No worries if not, stan69. Yeah. At bellsouth.net. I'm gonna go ahead and grab that one. Yeah, pretty smart. All right, we'll be back soon with some guests and uh then maybe down the road some more favorite things. Who knows? Until next time. Toodles. <laughs>